Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. A new head coach and boy genius Mike McDaniel, the fastest cheetah to ever roam the football field, and an actual left tackle? Let me check your pulse if you're not fired up. Before we jump into a fresh episode of Finsider Radio, Jake and Josh want you to please, please, please hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet. Subscribing to the show is the best way to know when Jake and Josh have something cooking in the kitchen iTunes, Spotify, it doesn't matter. Following helps others find the show, and we want to thank you for that. Now, let's talk some dolphins. What's up, Miami Dolphin fans? Welcome in to a special bite-sized episode of SB Nation's Finsider Radio, The Jake and Josh Show. We have a few things to discuss after the last several days of training camp, but before we get into all of that, let me welcome in Jake Mendel. Jake, how's it going today, dude? Josh, any day is a good day to be talking Miami Dolphins football, and I'm excited to be doing it uh, with you. So, man, I, I got to ask you first and for- foremost, how's it been? We're a week. We're in week two of the preseason Tweets are flying left and right. Podcasts with our coach are all over the place. So what's it been like for you just trying to absorb all this content while, you know, producing your own? Well, I try not to get too upset because some of the stuff you see on Twitter every day, man, it's just the same stuff that people have been complaining about for the last three years. I was going to make a joke. It almost feels like the movie 50 First Dates. But um, forget all that preseason stuff. I have to tell you, man, I don't know if you've ever heard of this stuff that you put on like kids' nails to like prevent them from biting them or sucking their fingers. 
I was going to put that on my daughter's fingers earlier. And I'm like, you know what? Let me first taste with this. Oh, dude, is the worst taste in the entire world. You're, it's supposed to prevent them from sucking their fingers. So I, I mean, I can barely taste anything. So um, I've seen better days over here, if I'm being honest. I love that. That's that's the downward spiral. Spiral. It starts with I. Uh, my my grandmother used to threat that she'd put um, mustard on my hands, and then I just had the perfect clapback of, I'm just gonna wash my hands, and she was speechless. <laughs> so I I just owned her, dunked her on her, and it was it was over from there. Yeah, I just thought you know if you're a dad and you're gonna put this on their fingers, you should at least taste it. But I must have put mm. the biggest gooeyest dab on my tongue, and I I mean I brush my teeth and it's still the worst. But um, back to all this content, man. I mean it's you know the best time of the year, I guess. I mean they're not playing games, so you know you take everything with a grain of salt. But I know that we talked about the beginning, but that Lebetard interview is just amazing, man. I mean I don't normally listen to podcasts, but that was what 50 minutes of just an interview with Mike McDaniel. And I mean, he talked about a little bit of everything, um, you know, besides saying Tua has the most catchable, accurate football he's ever seen. Um, I know both of us were kind of stoked about his Tyree kill story. So what were your thoughts about that? I guess the podcast and then uh, most importantly, that Tyree kill story. Cause uh, I think his first reaction was trade everything, like do whatever the heck you have to do. Chris Greer, make this trade happen. Yeah. So I believe it was, uh, so we're recording this on Thursday. So it was Wednesday, uh, so Dan out Friday, no, no on me. <laughs> Stugatz and Mike Ryan went to the Dolphins training camp and sat down with Mike McDaniel and man, like, I don't know what it is about Mike McDaniel, but I I'm really enjoying listening to him talk and the conversations he has. I wrote down some of my favorite quotes from this. I actually tweeted them out. Um, first Mike McDaniel, this, this is probably like the most philosophical thing he'll ever say is, how else are you going to kick down the door without new shoes? Because I know McDaniel loves his shoes. He talked a little bit about fashion. Now it's mostly shoes. And man, I thought that was such a great line. We got to ask him week one, if the Dolphins, you know, uh, boat race, the Patriots, we got to ask him if he's wearing new shoes when he kicked down that door. I mean, I, dude, I would love to just be able to sit there and, and you know, find and pick his brain, right? I mean, that would be the American dream. Not just even like formally, just like to be able to sit back and just like shoot the have a couple of drinks or whatever, and just like talk. I feel like you would learn so much about football life from someone like him. Yeah. He, and he just seems like a genuine, sincere guy that, I mean, you can't help but root for him. I mean, I was going to ask you, Jake, I'm sure you saw the presser yesterday, but he was asked if he had any announcements and he kind of joked, you know, whose birthday is it? I forget. And then he went on to say that his uh, wife went to the grocery store and he was stoked because she got snacks. So I wanted to ask you, Jake, before we get into this podcast, what's your favorite snack? Oh man. Favorite snack. Um, Hip firing, I always say Doritos or Oreos, but I, I'd have to assume, man, at some point that's just not right. I just think those are like the go-to, but you know, I, I don't think I'd put them as favorite. I'd say consistent and safe. Or you know, give me some Doritos, give me some Oreos. Uh, I'll be snacking for a little while. Yeah, I would go with Andy Cap's hot fries. Those things are uh, yes. crap. But dude, we are spiraling out of control here. Let's try to get back on track. I got I'll... two quotes, two more quotes here from McDaniel. McDaniel was asked if listening to an audiobook is the same as reading a book. And basically, uh, McDaniel answered with, if you're trying to predict my response, you will fail. I love that just because, I mean, it was him just being silly. But hey, man, if you are trying to predict his response, you will fail. If that's not him and his play calling, that that's he's out the door, right? That's kind of the system we need to be in with him. And, and lastly, man, this, this is probably my favorite quote of the whole thing. I want you to tell a bit of the story about uh, them trying to sign Tyreek Hill, but uh, they were asked, they, uh, Levitard, Stugatz, they asked him about the throw, the infamous throw on social media where Tua underthrew quote unquote Tyree kill and, and McDaniel had the best response, man. He just said he posted that himself on the dolphin social media simply because he was bored. So man, this like 
we should all be enjoying training camp and, and this type of content at this time of year because nobody's losing, man. This is all so much fun and, and it's funny. It's lighthearted, man. Th- this is what the sports are all about. Yeah, I, I really wish that they did more interviews, I guess. I mean, I wish you could see coaches, you know, more personable, I guess, and kind yeah. of like one of us. But um, back to that Tyreek Hill trade, I mean, it sounded like he uh, – he was super stoked for the trade, but I rem- I think part of the episode, he said, um, you know, he kind of ghosted his wife and didn't respond to her for yep. like eight hours. And you could just tell he was going to probably be in the doghouse. But then, you know, when he went home and explained all that to him, everything was good. And I think they ended, did they end the podcast with, uh, was it Stu Gotts's uh, wife having a crush on him or thinking he was sneaky, attractive or something like that. So again, if you haven't listened to that podcast, please go out and do so because um, I mean, it, the content that came from it was just unbelievable. And Josh, we're talking about how we should be enjoying this time of year. Let's be miserable, man. The Dolphins quarterbacks are going interception happy in practice, man. Interceptions left, right, center, anywhere in the field, man. Those balls are being picked off. Uh, so I think it was on in Wednesday's practice, there were six interceptions. And I don't, I don't really know what the point is in keeping track of all this stuff. But um, I got to ask you, man, the million-dollar question, is Miami's offense playing poorly or is this the defense playing well? I mean, I was going to say the cliche answer would be a little bit of both, right? I mean, I think that when you're, going against, when you're going against the same defense for what every day, you know, you're going to start to catch on to some of those tendencies. And let's be honest, uh, I think we all can agree the Dolphins defense is, I, I would say top 10 for sure, but I'm a homer. So, you know, they're one of those better defenses in the NFL. So, um, you know, I, I hate to hear this. I mean, you want to see more of those touchdowns. You want to hear that too, as you know, lighting the world on fire because you got X out there. You got Javon Holland. I mean, you got a bunch of studs. If he's out there picking them apart, I mean, that's good news. But um, I guess I don't put too much into this. I think it's stupid that people overblow it. I mean, I understand why beat writers are keeping track of stats. I mean, someone said someone went 11 to 30. Was that two on Wednesday? Was that the number going around? I just it saw might have been tweet the about, quarterbacks in general. Okay. I just saw someone tweeting about 11 to 30 and I was like, I'm just going to pay this no mind. But I mean, that's really all it is. And I know a lot of people are up in arms because some of these beat writers, you know, they just kind of say he threw three interceptions. Don't really put it into context that, you know, you're trying to drive downfield. You're trying to score in a, you know, a game time situation, you know, clock running down. So you might force some balls in there that you might not typically expect. But uh, I think again, today there was an interception. And if any of them, I mean, would be something that would make me upset would probably be this one. Cause I mean, that ball, unless it was tipped, that thing looked like it was straight out of Nintendo duck hunt. So, um, and then as soon as that dropped, I don't know if you saw it, but there was what a Trent Sherfield touchdown where it looked like he beat Holland and X. And then um, Tyreek Hill had a hell of a grab. So offense, defense, you know, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some iron sharpens iron, whatever cliche thing you want to say. Um, I'm not putting too much stock into this. What about you, Jake? You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them, right? And man, it's practice. Like you're going to go out there. You're not going to check down or make the easy eight yard throw every time, right? You're going to see what happens if I try to hit this route with the quarterback this close to them or completely draped. And how can I still complete this pass? You know, Josh, there's a, the, a, Go back to another cliche during the football season. Sometimes there's just balls that are un- you cannot defend them and you don't figure out how to throw those balls unless you're getting some interceptions. Uh, but, man, I got to ask you, have we spent too much time just simply talking about this Miami Dolphin offense? Because, you know, Mike McDaniel, Tyree Kill, I mean, Jalen Waddle going in the second year there's a lot to be excited about this group but man last year i remember getting all riled up because they were using jacoby Brissett on like qb sneaks that failed and jacoby Brissett was like the 20 25th highest played player on the team uh three of miami's top four cap hits this year man agba jerome baker and xavian howard with mike kasicki sitting in there at number two i mean you kind of said it for a second there but are we 
underestimating this defense? I mean, you just, you casually said this should be a top 10 unit. Are we not giving this unit enough credit for what it could possibly be? I, I think so. And maybe it's just because we've kind of come to expect them to be, you know, towards the upper echelon. And we're, you know, we're so used to the video game numbers and seeing these like big explosive offenses. I mean, I feel like defenses have forever been underrated and kind of take the backseat, obviously, to the offense. So when you make a trade for Tyree Kill, when you bring in an offensive minded head coach, I mean, all the focus is on the offense for sure, man. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think we're sleeping on this defense. And when you think they're running it back, you know, the Javon Holloman, I mean, he's looking like I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself. I keep joking. He's going to the Hall of Fame. But I mean, he's he's looking awesome out there. I think they should just put him in that orange jersey full time so that Tua can kind of see where he's at on the field. You know, so there's no confusion there. But um, we're definitely underrating this defense. And I think once the pads come on, um, they're going to be closer to that. You know, they're going to be in the top 10 for sure. Man, I, I really hope so. It should be a fun group. And that that's the point of bringing it back. You know, there are so many different situations where you're talking about, you know, quarterbacks, their third year in the same, you know, with the same OC and how important that is. You know, everyone's kind of worrying about the Buffalo Bills, how that high flying offense might be a little more conservative uh, with the first year offensive coordinator trying to run the football. But bringing it back with defense, man, this group should be ready to go. I mean, they were pestering Tom Brady. They made him go sit out for two weeks. Uh, that's just a joke. I hope everything's going all right with him. I know he's taking a leave of absence. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't sleep on this defense. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm going to keep saying till the season starts. And if the Dolphins are winning some games, First, I want to say, let's hope the Dolphins are winning some games after starting 0-8 last year. But if they're winning games, you know, 17 to 3, maybe maybe some ugly 20 to 10 or something like that. I think we need to keep in mind that that's because this defense can lock up opposing offenses. And Mike McDaniel, the San Francisco offense, is great at controlling pace, great at controlling tempo, just really milking that clock. So that's something to keep in mind. Uh, Josh, to transition just a little bit here, the Dolphins started making some cuts as they approached that 53-man roster. I believe they waived five guys, but uh, the one person I want to bring up is Adam Shaheen. You mentioned him on your Han Solo podcast about how the Dolphins traded him to the Texans for a six-round pick, and that trade, it decided to, Texans decided, uh, no, we don't want Adam Shaheen. He failed a physical. And, dude, I just got to ask, how do you fail a physical? I mean, he was practicing all preseason or all training camp, excuse me, and all of a sudden, he's going and running wind sprints in, in Houston, and all these guys with PhDs and doctorates are sitting there. And oh yeah, his the bone in his legs just sticking out. Yeah, he failed this physical. How how does this happen? Yeah, man, I I, I really don't have an answer for that. I mean, Mike McDaniel kind of seemed dumbfounded and said this completely like came out of nowhere. You know, they one hundred percent thought he was healthy. So could it have been a thing where you know he passed his physical early in camp and something got banged up in there and he just kind of kept pushing through it. I mean, I, I really have no idea because Mike McDaniel, I think it was yesterday called this an elite, um, an elite medical crew. So, I mean, if that's the case, I mean, you're, that's a pretty big thing to miss, but um, I, I mean, it's Adam Shaheen, right? I mean, no disrespect, but I think we will be okay without him. Um, yeah. Um, you mentioned Tom Brady, Jake, I don't know if you saw it, but Todd Bowles said that like they would talk about it next week. So uh, they're kind of making that seem like it could, <laughs> he might not return. So I, I don't know what that means if, if anything, but Do you think he's <laughs> a little, um, the, the the Dolphins, the tampering thing, do you think this is any way just for him to avoid any type of conversation with the media to try to let it blow over till week one when you can, you know, throw your touchdowns and make everyone happy? Do you think do you think that is anything like I don't want to sound like too like self-centered about the Dolphins here, but but the leave of absence, the timing of it, I'm telling you right now, man, everybody knew that this was coming. And I think everybody knew it was going to happen right after the Sean Watson news of him being suspended. What the original six games, I think it just came out that he'll be suspended uh, 11 missed the game against the Miami dolphins, but man, like they, they popped up this dolphin stuff right away. It seemed like just to 
tear the attention away. So Todd Bowles, Tom Brady, they, uh, Bowles said that they both spoke like before training camp begun. Do you think it, they were like, all right, as soon as this is released, take a couple weeks off so we can try to let it blow over. Do you think that's anything or am I, am I full Charlie right now? I don't even know if you're full Charlie. I think you hopped in the mystery machine. You figured that out, Jake. I mean, that made perfect <laughs> sense to me. And I mean, it's Tom Brady, right? I mean, he doesn't want to deal with the media. I mean, why would you right. at this point in your career? So I think you're absolutely right there. I'm glad you noted the Deshaun Watson thing. I mean, uh, we we talked about it for so long, you know, when the trade, you know, rumors were going around, I, I, 11 games. I mean, that's still crazy. And the fact that they're bringing him back to go into Texans. I mean, that just seems like the NFL, you know, Ugh. doesn't care. And they just want, you know, all those ratings when it's that revenge game. So absolutely disgusting to me. Um, but we will, we'll play Jacoby Brissett, right. Or maybe Josh Rosen will win that job. So, um, that Ooh. Browns game's not looking the same. I originally hoped, you know, Jalen Phillips and Melvin Ingram might've met at the quarterback. Like they did, uh, Nadam Katsu and Cameron Wake did Bryce oh, Petty man, and, awesome. and Rick Watson's legs in half, but, um, moving on from Deshaun Watson, because I mean, we spent again, more than enough time on him. I want to know your thoughts on some of these celebrities hanging around camp. I mean, Eric Spolstra sign me up for that. I mean, I'm not even a basketball guy, but I mean, he's one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but Jake Paul, like I, I saw him out there and I'm just like, dude, what what's going on here? Is, is he going to curse our season? That's that was my first thing. Like, why is this guy anywhere near my favorite football team? So the Dolphins have been cursed for a very long time. Otherwise, that's, I would agree with yeah. you. <laughs> Maybe so is there the any curse. chance that Jake Paul's there to reverse the curse? Is the championship DVD start with Tua overthrowing Jake Paul? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or him dropping that pass on the jugs machine damn yes did you see when did you did you see what tyree kill like put a move on him but he was walking and like was wide open he ran like an out route and uh they were going right like uh jake paul was covering him and he was literally walking and still got like five or six a uh, jakeem grant's worth of separation and it was it. crazy man but hey man that's what this is this is all about right going out there being able to laugh at this stuff and to, to close this, man, Jake Paul was actually re- wearing a kind of pretty cool Miami shirt. I don't know if it was Dolphins merch. I don't know if it was his merch, but it was just kind of like spray painted Miami uh, across like a, a white tee, something like that. And I, I thought it looked really cool. I mean, here I am simping for Jake Paul and we're completely out of control. Yeah, I mean, it's all went downhill when I talked about that biting <laughs> thing, but um let's jump into a break and when we come back let's talk about the nfl top 100 list because there were some surprises and obviously some miami dolphins on that list so let's get to that after the break today's episode is brought to you by cars.com with over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you your budget your life your style And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Earlier this week, uh, the NFL released their top 100 list. It's voted on by the players. I know a lot of fans, you know, get up in arms about it. We covered on the Finsider. Um, but some surprises, I guess the first one that stuck out to me, besides I think Kirk Cousins was number 99, was Mac Jones at 85. And I think the first thing I did was um, say that, you know, this might have been the NFL top 1000. He was actually 850 <laughs> ranked and a bunch of Patriots fans got upset with that. So, um, Jake, tell me if you put too much stock, if you put any stock into this top 100 list and then give me your thoughts on when you saw Mac Jones on there. Because, um, I mean, I maybe it's just because I'm a Dolphins homer, but. I feel like Mac Jones is, you know, blown way out of proportion after that one season. I mean, didn't he win a game with three completions or three attempted passes? I mean, get the heck out of here. 
I guess the one thing that people should really try to take away from this is that it's voted on by the players, right? This is a different perspective. Like all we hear are beat reporters and, you know, the coach talking, no offense, Mike McDaniel, keep bringing it our way. Uh, but this is just a different opinion. And I think that's all we got to take it as. Weirdly enough, I wasn't mad about Kirk Cousins being 99. I don't know if it's just my dumb brain seeing 99 as a big number and thinking, oh, yeah, whatever. Sure, that's fine. He's probably one of the, you know, you have to assume 30 teams. Each team gets roughly three guys. Yeah, he's one of the top three players on his team. But Mac Jones, I was I was just a little confused. But then I got to thinking about it and the, being the no fun person, I started to be reasonable. and. They made the playoffs. Obviously, wins are not a quarterback stat, but you win a play or you make the playoffs in your rookie year. He's going to get on there just kind of it's like a participation trophy at that point. He got maybe two of the three check boxes of uh, start, make the playoffs and actually be a good quarterback. So he got two of the good two of the three. And I guess we just got to accept it. But I got to say, man, they're the Panthers are doing joint practices with the Patriots right now. There have been a lot of fights and I'm loving every single second of it because the, you know, the, the military outfit, New England Patriots, where we do everything our way. The fact that there's just, I'm not saying everything's crumbling, but you just see some little, uh, little holes in the dam, spring some leaks. I am enjoying it to say the least. Yeah. And let's, um, I mean, Mac Jones also made that list, right? Cause he was a New England Patriot. Cause he's wearing that Jersey. That also exactly, counts, but dude, yeah. I love, I love that. You know, there's some, like you said, some cracks. I mean, I don't know if you saw the movie in Canto from, uh, Disney, I mean, the cracks, this thing could end up falling down and crumbling. And that's what we want to hear, right? I mean, we want to hear that New England, the juggernaut for the last, what, two decades almost is finally, you know, I mean, we've seen it over the last few years, but they're finally starting to come back down to life. And I mean, I can't wait to, you know, see what that offense does under, um, who is it? Matt Patricia, is that correct? Matt, Patricia, and Joe Judge. Talk about a one-two punch. So, the man, we, we kind of, you know, everyone was up in arms about what the Miami Dolphins were doing at offensive coordinator last year. And, man, this, this one just seems to take the cake. But that's enough Patriots. I mean, why are we giving them any time? Something else I want to be up in arms and mad about. Jalen Waddle, number 63. Cool. That's awesome. Honestly, in, in the grand scheme, I wasn't even expecting to see him on this list. Granted, I think he should have been. Uh, but then I got to thinking, you know, he set the rookie reception record and he had a, a great rookie year. He was drafted high. Josh, why did they call him a duck? What is happening? I, I really have no idea why they called him a duck. Zero whatsoever. I mean, could the penguin waddle? I mean, I mean, we know it's a penguin, right? But I mean, he even ducks, does the hands duck. out. Yeah, like yeah the, it made no sense. I mean, it went with the song, right? I mean, that was the whole thing and they were quacking, but um, I, I was a little surprised as well. I mean, I kind of was surprised this top 100 even started, to be honest. I mean, there are times when they're counting this thing down for weeks, um, but to see Jalen Watt on there, like you said, after that record-breaking season that he had, I mean, I think, what was it? Honey Badger said, you know, this guy's like Tyree Kill. I mean, that it, it's going exciting. to, yeah, and he's going to continue to as long as he can stay healthy, right? He's going to continue to, you know, progress up there. And I think, you know, 63 is probably the bottom at this point, because uh, I do think, you know, what we saw from Jalen Waddle, again, he was kind of in a box last year with Tyree Hill opposite of him, as long as Tua and the rest of this offense takes the next step, you know, he should hit, he should break 50 at least, you know, next season, at least those are the expectations I'll have. But Jake, I mentioned the injury a little bit. I was listening to the presser. It kind of came out of nowhere. I immediately, I always go back to the Joe Philbin queasy. I mean, that's where I go back to. It sounds like it might be a soft tissue thing. I mean, don't quote me on that, but I think that's what they're kind of hinting at. He did say that if, you know, he wanted to practice, it sounded like if they were going to play that he'd probably be able to go. But uh, the thing that stuck out to me was Mike McDaniel said he should be back again, practicing this training camp. And when I heard that, I mean, uh, that game, again, that made me feel a little Joe Philbin queasy. I think if it was anybody else, obviously, you know, if Tyree kills injured, you're going to panic. But um, 
just gonna talk myself in circles. Uh, he just he has the experience with Tua. He has the experience being in that locker room. I'm not too too concerned about it. But but yeah, man. Uh, the Dolphins have been pretty lucky in terms of injuries, knocking on that wood again so far. So I'm hoping it kind of sticks that way. Uh, but of course, man, you you're former first round pick this absolute study you, you never want to see him on the sideline uh, especially when there's uh training camp videos to be recorded yeah we need those inject those all into our veins <laughs> but listening to him say that you know it kind of reminded me of the byron jones stuff i mean i think it was like a month ago you heard mike mcdaniel say it, and it sounded like everything was promising but he should be ready by week one now i think he talked about him earlier this week and you know it's the same thing it just i get joe philbin that's the best way to put it the other guy that made the list jake Xavier Howard came in at number 56 and I hate to go on rants, but why is he getting so disrespected? I mean, we came on here and talked about him being, you know, what X on the, you know, Madden corners out of the top 10, you know, out of the top 10, I think even man coverage. I mean, that's whatever, you know, that's Madden, but now you're seeing these players. I mean, again, this doesn't really mean anything. No one really gives a crap, but these players, you know, the guys that he's going against, uh, they ranked him 56 and that just seems you know, absolutely crazy to me when you think about how important Xavier Howard is to this defense and what he's been able to accomplish when he's out in the field. Because again, I'm a homer, but this guy's closer to top three than he is to top five, in my opinion. So Xavier Howard was on the list last year and he came in at number 17. Um, I think a big thing here, Josh, is just the lack whack he still had a handful of just the less interceptions I mean last year he was you know picking off a ball every single game at what eight weeks straight he had an interception something bananas like that uh but man the Xavier Howard disrespect this entire offseason has been brutal all I gotta say is you know I'm very grateful the Dolphins you know paid him and made him happy inside the locker room because imagine you know it doesn't really matter but you know these players must love to see themselves on these lists and get noticed and get recognized I mean, could you imagine him trying to fight for a contract as he's not ranked as a top 10 uh, corner in Madden as he's, you know, this low on that NFL top 100 list? I'm just happy, man. Like everyone in Miami knows how good he is. And I'm very excited for him to remind the rest of the league because this is just a little bit outrageous. Yeah, I think the thing I like most about X is, you know, for as good as he is, he seems so humble, you know, he's yep. just so soft spoken and kind of continues to go out there and grind. And I think, you know, I, I believe it was Mike McDaniel talked about just how important he was, you know, to this locker room when he got here, he just realized, you know, what type of elite player he was and every day goes out there and brings it. So um, I, I, I didn't even know he was 17. I mean, I probably posted a video or something, but Dory memory, I didn't even realize he was 17 <laughs> last year. So that's even more disrespectful in my opinion, but you're right. I mean, if he doesn't have those interceptions, that's all that anybody looks at, right? It's just like a defender on the defensive line. Right. I mean, no one cares, sacks or nothing. you know, yeah. Sacks or nothing. So, um, you have a cool story here. Do you want to talk about that? Cause I did not, I must've missed that. Yeah, so Xavier Howard, you were talking about his impact in the locker room and Cam Wolf, NFL Network. Uh, what he used to be some one one of the newspapers in uh, Miami. I'm I'm sorry, I can't think of it off the top of my head. But he was on the Ringer NBA or NFL show. Yeah, he was on the NBA show talking some football. Uh, but he was saying how Xavier Howard, one of the only members of the Miami Dolphins in the past few, used to be a guy going to the Pro Bowl, and he brought Javon Holland with him to the Pro Bowl. I thought that was a really cool thing. I mean, you're talking about a rookie safety who really did burst onto the scene, you know, pro football focus loved Javon Holland. I mean, instantly became the snowman here in Miami. He's talked about is, is one of those first round picks that the Dolphins had, even though he was a second round pick, that's just how talented he's been. So Josh, I mean, I just want to talk a second. I mean, Holland, I think he had two interceptions uh, on Wednesday, Thursday, he's wearing the orange Jersey out there, man. Do we have any reason to temper expectations? I see people tweeting like, is this the year he makes the Pro Bowl? How long is he till he's the, you know, the best player on the Dolphins? Are we 
are we overstating just how good he is or or is he going to land on this launch pad and, and just completely jet off as the one of the top, you know, three safeties in the league? Yeah, I think in years past, you know, we are all notorious for, you know, getting hyped up about our own players and, you know, maybe being a bit premature, you know, just thinking they're better than they are. I don't think that's the case with Javon Holland. I mean, this guy is a superstar. Um, you know, he's now calling plays out there. I think he's sharing those duties with Bake. Uh, Jerome Baker, but I mean, this guy is sideline to sideline. He can play down the box. He can stop the run. He can, he can blitz. He can literally do it all. I mean, I think uh, Nick Hicks to his trainer, you know, said there's not a, an area of land in South Florida that Javon Holland can't cover. So um, again, I, I joke, he's probably going to make the pro the hall of fame before Zach Thomas at this point, as sad as that is to say, I mean, this guy is, you know, a superstar and I, I don't know how quick it'll be that we, you know, we, we say he's the best player on this team. I mean, Xavier Howard's still here, you know, Tyree kill just came to town. I mean, dolphin fans will probably say Javon Hans better than Tyree kill. As soon as Tyree kill, you know, gets upset because he didn't get a pass thrown his way or something. Right. So um, I don't think we need to temper expectations in this situation. Um, I think, you know, the sky's the limit and yes, this will be the year he jet packs into the sunset. Um, and that's just a cool story that he followed X to the pro bowl. I do think now again, Dory memory, I do think there was a YouTube video that I watched where, uh, you know, him and X were at the pro bowl together. So awesome mm -hmm. that he's taken him under his wing. Awesome that, you know, that's a goal of his this season. I mean, and I think he'll eventually get there. Top three safety. I mean, sign me up for that, Jake. I mean, it's just kind of cool. I mean, you think about the Minka Fitzpatrick drama that, that the Dolphins dealt with and the fact that one year later you can go and, uh, you know, Minka was what a top 15 pick. The fact you can go and flip that to like an early second round pick and, and Javon Holland just walks in and is an instant stud. I mean, that that's been pretty exciting to watch. And it just, He's you know. He's on this list next year, huh? Right? You think he'll be in the top 100? Because I was going to sit here and say he might still sneak into it this season, but we're already up to 50. I don't know that he's going to beat out some of these other guys. I mean, he should absolutely be in the top 100 next year if all things Man, go that, the way. that would definitely be something. And you have listed here that if you had used your crystal ball, you'd even you'd say Tyree Kill. And I'm interested that you put Teron Armstead, that two guys who might still be on this list. Armstead, I'm a little worried about just the injuries of uh, maybe that will uh, ding him a point or two. Uh, but, man, you, you think about it, I kind of – did the lazy math of, Hey, you know, 30 teams, you hoping three guys on. So Josh, to kind of look at this list, we're hoping the dolphins, let's say safely three and Jalen Waddle, Xavier Howard and Tyree kill. I'll set the over under at three and a half. How many players do the dolphins have on this list next year? Next year. Yeah. I'm going to go over that. Uh, I'll go over that. Oh, you're a homer. Who would have thought? <laughs> oh yeah. Who would have thought? I mean, I'm starting to think Jalen Phillips, you know, you know, starting to think of some of these other guys that could, you know, show up and be ballers. I mean, you got two receivers right away. I mean, yeah, I'm going to go with the over. What about you? Yeah, man, 100% over. You know, obviously, well, I'll, let's slide Tua right in at that Kirk Cousins 99 spot just because. <laughs> did, did you see Connor Tua's... Williams, the third best center? Yeah, let's do let's do it all. Did you see Tua's prop, Brett's? Uh, I think it might have been Fandle. I think uh, the ghost of Adam Gase tweeted him out. I think he had 13 and a half as the over-under with interceptions, 24 and a half with the over-under of touchdowns, and I think 3,800 yards as the passings over and under. So, I mean, I was going to go over with touchdowns over with yards, and then I would just not bet on the interceptions because 13 and a half seems, you know, a little bit dicey there. What, what do you think? I mean, I know we didn't talk about this. We're running out of time on our bite-sized episode. I mean, if you were placing money, Jake, on those bets, what would you go with? I actually kind of like the under on the interceptions, as weird as that sounds, uh, for a couple of reasons. You think about Tua's rookie year, he went five plus four plus games without throwing an interception. Obviously that was a very safe offense, but at the same time, that was kind of the offense that was ran in San Francisco. It was a very safe quarterback friendly uh, unit. So man, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, eight, nine interceptions and we might only see 
3,500 yards, maybe, you know, a little lower on the touchdowns, but hopefully the running game, uh, you know, picks that up with a decent amount of touchdowns, maybe Edmonds and, and even Mostert have, you know, five, six each, which would be pretty exciting. Uh, but two man, I go back and I look at this defense. I think the Dolphins, the way they're built, I think that defense can win them a lot of games. And the only way that defense won't win you a lot of games is if you're giving opposing offenses more opportunities than they deserve. So I do think this is going to be a system in place where I don't think it's going to be, you know, the arguments of, you know, Ryan Tannehill is only throwing in a 20 yard box with Tua or Tua can't throw the deep ball. I just think the offense is going to be created to we'll take what you give us and we'll be happy about it because our defense is going to give you absolutely nothing. Yeah. And you're, you're probably right. And I mean, the Homer me, right. I should have honestly just taken the under, cause that's just, you know, the how it's way, but I just go back to, you know, how you, in some of our pods, you know, you remind me of how he just throws the ball right into the linebacker's chest, you know, and I just picture, you know, how it could, <laughs> it could be a little bit higher than that. So I would just keep my money in that regards. But I do think, you know, if two is healthy, that's the biggest thing. Knock on wood. If he's healthy, I mean, I think he can easily shatter those numbers with that offense that the dolphins have in place. But Jake, I don't know about you, but I think we're out of time, man. We are getting ticked down six minutes and 43 seconds. This bite-sized episode turned into a full platter. And, all you, can eat, and all you can eat buffet. So um, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Jake and Josh Show, part of SB Nation's The Finsider. If you like what you're listening to, follow Jake Mendel on Twitter at J-M-E-N-D-E-L-94. I'm at Houts. For SB Nation's Finsider Radio, The Jake and Josh Show, I'm Josh Houts. That's Jake Mendel. We'll talk to you next time. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. We're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Everybody, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one.